Welcome to a special season of the Success is My Religion podcast. I am in partnership with the HBCU Experience Movement. This movement is to highlight HBCUs. They wrote a couple books, and the authors of those books are coming on my podcast to talk about themselves, what they're doing, how how HBCUs affected them, and and help them propel their lives to such heights and success. Um, so we're going to highlight these authors of the books that they have out, the HBCU uh, experience movement. These ladies and gentlemen graduated from those HBCUs. They're doing powerful things. And as we all know, success leaves clues. And these conversations will definitely add tremendous value to you in your success journey. I hope you enjoy. Share this podcast. Give me those five stars and leave a comment. Welcome to another episode of the Success is My Religion podcast. I am here with the power couple in my eyes. They are doing great things. Nakia and Ali, um, these two people are doing fabulous things in their community. And um, it's just amazing on on paper. And I want to read their bios because I will not do it justice with just a few sentences. So, Nakia is first uh, as a seasoned investigative investigative and an, al- <laughs> let me start that over as a seasoned investigative analysis. Nakia Ali has spent the past three years survive, serving as the branch chief of investigative analysis in the division of advanced technology and analytics at the U.S. Department of Labor. Office of Inspector General. Woo! D-O-L O-I-G. <laughs> Nakia leads and manages a team of investigative analysts who conduct interview investigative analysis for criminal complaints and allegations to determine patterns or trends and recommends appropriate action to be taken. Nakia has a knack for leading effective and efficient change within our agency and is always aiming for pro- productivity and long-lasting results. She continues to make a lasting mark working diligently. I love that word, diligently and working to improve investigative di- directives, standards, and guidelines. For two years, Nakia has served as the DOL IOG investigative analysis analysis liaison at the International Crime, uh, Organized Crime Intelligence and Operations Center, where she advocated for, for uh, where she advocated to DOL OIG investigations and managed agency, managed agency deconfliction, <laughs> promoting information sharing throughout the law enforcement community and ensuring agent safety. Nakia is a two-time recipient of the U.S. Department of Labor Secretary's Honors Awards for her collaboration with Internal 
DOL agencies, graduating from North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University with a degree in journalism in 2007. Nakia was a three-time NCAA MEAC MEAC is that um, cheerleading mm. champion and and initiate initiate of the Alpha Mu chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Nakia went on to earn a master's degree, a master's of business administration degree in, from the University of Maryland in 2009 before starting her federal government career. Married to her college sweetheart for 11 years. Congratulations. And a mother of two daughters. <laughs> uh, Nakia is also the co-founder and COO of the Alley Group LLC, a real estate investment management firm in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, metropolitan area. The Ali Group LLC is a venture with her husband to create generational wealth, love it, and community development. Love it, love it. Nakia is the, <laughs> Nakia's truest passion is building a legacy with her husband, raising their daughters, and watching them grow into happy, healthy, and wise young ladies. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Don't that sound good? That, like, that, that sounds it sounds like a whole lot, right? But wow, that's my wife. <laughs> wow. It's 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 I'm I'm thankful for for the opportunity to be on this earth and doing the things that I can do. And we appreciate it. And on to your husband, Ali. He likes to be called Ali. Um auditor, property manager, real estate developer, tax preparer, AAU coach, husband, father of two, and son, senior federal auditor with the Department of Labor. Did you, no, y'all met in college. I was like, did, did y'all meet there? <laughs> <laughs> Department of Labor, Office of Inspector General, responsible for leading a team of auditors and data analysis analysts to develop and implement value-added solutions, recommendations, and plans to help mitigate risk, prevent fraud, waste, and abuse of the, uh, the American workforce and its stakeholders. Founder and CEO of the Ali Group, TAG, um, T-A-G, a Washington, D.C.-based property management firm whose portfolio includes an estimated AUM, and I hope y'all explain what AUM is. <laughs> uh, $4.5 million over the last five years. Mr. Ali, along with his COO and life partner, uh, Nakia, finds and develops real estate as a source to feed their insatiable energy to create generational wealth for their family and others. Co-founder and former chairman of the Charlotte-based nonprofit Time Taking Initiative, Moving Efficiently Foundation, um, an organization whose primary mission is to create platforms that empower communities socially and economically. Mr. Ali initiated, initially attended a D1 Fairfield University on an academic scholarship to play football. However, he transferred to NCANT State University in 07, 
where he studied accounting, which was probably the best thing that he could have done because he met his wife. (laughs) While there, Mr. Ali became member of the Beta Epsilon chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated in 06. He founded MOVE, Men of Valor and Excellence, and organization development to developed to encourage males from the inner cities to stay focused and finish what you started during this time he was also able to create a partnership with big brothers and big sisters of the and and the carolina panthers to help prepare athlete care package packages for underprivileged youth within greensboro area he credits ant for helping him find his way quote unquote he obtained his master's of business administration from the University of Maryland, the University of Maryland College, University College 09. When he isn't pouring into his players or family, he's cooking gourmet meals for his wife and kids while listening to, to gospel <laughs> or verses. Erica Badu and Jill Scott. <laughs> his life goal is to achieve, achieve infinite infinite freedom while providing light and love to his loved ones man Man. if that ain't a power couple i don't know what is (laughs) (laughs) i definitely appreciate you all being on this uh podcast and uh tell tell us what what's going on right now like as far as success terms like um how'd you get to where you are and um uh, building the company, the LLC, and uh, what's what's next for both of you? Okay, so I, I'll give some some backstory. So um, Ali and I've met in college. We both were transfer students in um, into A and T, um, and we met in college. Um, graduated, uh, got engaged a few years later. Got married, and life just took off. Um, after that, uh, Ali, he started his federal government career um, a couple of years before me. I was in the private sector. Um, so he was actually at um, Department of Labor before me. I got there three years later. So currently, we work um, for the same federal agency, um, and we have been for the last 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of our federal employment, we um, decided to do and, and started a property management company um, back in 2015. And it started when we decided to rent our, our own home and move back home with our mom, with my, with my mom to pay our student loan debt. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that kind of started the, the thought process of property management and what that looked like and what that can turn into it into for us. So um we started there with our own property and over the last few years it's developed into um, something greater. And we're just thankful for um, what we can provide for our family and for the community. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to repeat the, uh, you know, <laughs> where we, where we met. Um, I think that's obvious at this point mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, where I'm at now, um, and uh, and my wife mentioned it before, which is you know being a, being a senior auditor with the Office Inspector General. What she didn't say was, before I got that job, 
I I graduated with no job, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the first job I got was a call representative. And uh, if anyone knows what it's like to be a call representative, uh, it's it's a quick reminder of where our ancestors came from. Let's just put it that way. And what um, do you mean by that? Like, um, you know, you were you were in a place where you had to be on. I had to ask to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't overhelp because there were certain policies and procedures in place at a call center that don't allow you to freely be uh, who you are, really. And uh, like I said, that's a reminder uh, where our ancestors came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in some re- some regards, uh, who we are today, right? Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of now, man, um, in this current climate, Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think what's really been important for me and, and my family is to make sure that we are in line with uh, who we are supposed to be to our families, to ourselves, uh, to the man above or to the woman above or whoever, you know, you want to label it as. Right. Mm-hmm. But um but just making sure that we are in the line and we're moving at the beat of our own rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. And not being defined or have uh, defined by a rhythm, you know, that's external. And all of that, to me, uh, it aligns myself with generational wealth, uh, uh, purpose, um, uh, giving back. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things. It just it just it just aligns itself, right? So uh, anyway. And and to be honest, I'm sorry. Okay. And to be honest, you know, with the with the pandemic and quarantining, um, it really gave us the opportunity to um, really, really dig dig deeper into accomplishing certain things that we knew that we needed to do, or we need, knew we needed to accomplish, um, or research or whatever mm-hmm. um, it is that we needed to do to push our company to the next step or push our federal career to the next step. Like this um, unfortunate pandemic has provided us that opportunity. So the last few months, you know, we've been able to spend some really good time um, planning, planning our kids future out and, and our business out. So um, that's, yeah. uh, We started our will and trust. um, (laughs) Yeah. We started getting like real, real stuff. It it allowed us to really sit down and do that because again, you read the bio, you talk about the bio, Mm -hmm. right? But that's just a microcosm of what we, the grind, what the grind looked like for so many years for us. And um, COVID has allowed us to really slow that ground, grind down and find our rhythm, our natural rhythm. Mm -hmm. And attack some things and execute some things that we've been wanting to execute. I feel the same way because I, and I honestly, I didn't use it to the best of my ability. The the quarantine and lockdown, um, it, because it was a little different, and I, I had to I had to come to grips yeah. with that. I was like, it, it um, I could have used it a lot better. I had plans to use it a lot better. But then it just didn't work out that way because I don't know what what the reason was, but it was just like I was in I wasn't in my creative self because I wasn't around oh, yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like the first couple of weeks, it was like when the kids were home, mm. it was like, okay, what is this? What is happening? 
and it took us a couple of weeks to kind of pivot and adjust. Um, and it's, it was still hard to, you know, but I think we, we, yeah, we tugged on some elements. I think we, I guess we're going to talk about later, you know, in terms of how do we, how do we make sure we stayed in line, you know, in our success journey. Uh, it just uh, go go ahead. How did y'all do it? Because I mean, we, it, it, it 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 might come back to where we we back to quarantine and lockdown. Uh, I mean, yeah. in some areas they still in quarantine and lockdown. Listen, the, the Ali's. <laughs> <laughs> we have maintained phase, phase one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you go ahead, boo. Um. We were saying the uh you know basically how what what sources or how oh got- you know um you know for me as a businesswoman an entrepreneur um and a career a mom and a wife it's uh it's a lot to juggle mm-hmm. right so I um didn't realize didn't realize it the gift of time that I was getting at first um uh, with being quarantined and mm-hmm. um and everything so I, like I don't I didn't necessarily um, use the time initially for myself. It was definitely like getting my household and everything adjusted and situated. But then it was somewhere a few months in where it was just like, oh, like you just can go and like sit and find 15 minutes to sit somewhere and just be quiet and think to yourself. Or you can just go and like go for a walk. Things that I never took the time to do for myself before. And the more I gave myself those opportunities, the more I was able to plan and be strategic with my task and responsibilities. So um, I just, I think that's how I've been able to be a little bit successful um, during this quarantine. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm also taking the time to kind of relax too, because I don't want to feel pressured of like, because you're home and you're quarantined, you have to come out with this million dollar plan mm-hmm. and be like this super dope person or whatever. Coming out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, coming out of quarantine. Cause I mean, like, you know, like yeah. you gotta, you have to rest and you have to recuperate and you have to, you know, so I don't, I don't put that pressure on myself I don't, or my family or my husband. So we, again, like he said earlier, just really trying to find our pace and go at our own pace. Yeah, um, you mentioned, you know, you know, you didn't know what happened, but honestly, brother, you got to give yourself some some credit, right? Because here we are on your podcast, right, in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people can say that. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I think what we don't do is give ourselves enough credit, and what that does is it it forces us to keep running this rat race. And not really valuing what we've done um, along the journey. So when you read the bio, that that was the first time I really heard the bio out loud. Really, and and I had to really say to myself, "Oh my God, Ali and the kid, like you guys have really done some incredible things." I mean, yeah, it started when I started to type the bio itself. Um, however, hearing it out loud just really um, again affirmed who I am and, and and what I'm to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so anyway, man, get, give, let's give ourselves some credit. Let's, let's cop it right, up for the right. survivors. Right. <laughs> so that's fine. And, and, um, and the, the, it, it's, 
a, a double-edged sword almost like i know we ain't supposed to uh think about what people other people say but like you know when you do have that extreme confidence and i read a good book uh the 50th law uh with uh 50 cent oh. and robert green and and they go into how like if 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 somebody thinks you arrogant you like it that's their problem not yours and i could i didn't realize that like i've done some some great things in my in my life like as far as you know just moving forward from nothing and uh navigating the whole college process doing being a student athlete involved in the organization resident assistant like just being on my grind for all of these years and and like i don't celebrate myself like that because the, these environmental factors that they like oh don't be mm. too co- cocky or whatever mm-hmm. i'm just telling you what i did so if i go hit a game yeah. winner and and i'm happy about it i'm gonna tell you i'll hit a game winner after going to four group fitness classes and shooting baskets for an hour like i'm i'm gonna tell you that i hit i played the whole game i deed up the best person and i hit the game winner i'm happy about that because i put in all that work just to get to that one you know my dessert <laughs> Yeah, man. And I'm getting chills just hearing you say that, right? Because I, we don't do that enough. I hope I'm not getting sidetracked because I'm going a, I'm to a talk on the, the, um, the, the show from Netflix, House of Cards. There was an episode in that, in that, in that, uh, in that um, show where a young gentleman, young Caucasian gentleman was interviewing and he had this arrogance that I I just didn't know was acceptable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In 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 environments, in, in in certain environments, right? But they were so drawn by his arrogance that I said, "Wow, how come I don't do that?" Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. You guys back? Yeah, I'm here. I- I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I just have to, we have to use a new link when I, I start another recording. But back back to the subject at hand, in that House of Cards uh, episode, what did you see about that guy's arrogance and how they were attracted to him? I was, I was, I was into that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it, it goes back to your example of, you know, being an athlete and being, you know, one of the guys who, who get called on and you end up being clutch in that moment. And you have several moments where you, you've been called upon to demonstrate your, your talents. Right. And, and that's what I saw from him, which was, he, he was, he, he didn't have a problem speaking about his game winning moments. Mm -hmm. However, when we do it, Right. Or when we have done it, it has always come off as like you were saying, you know, too arrogant. You know what I mean? For And it seemed like we didn't have a reason to be arrogant when mm-hmm. we had the same reason to be. So anyway, brother, man, I um, I have now taken that position to really embrace my value mm-hmm. and, and, and really embrace my gift. You know, my I have a, a gift that I discovered um, at 35 during COVID, you know, um, and, um, 
What's that gift? Oh, man. Um, God has given me, and, and, and let's just put it like this. God has given me an incredible ability to um, have a lot of clarity and vision um, that most, I would say, you know, don't really have. And it allows me to execute better today mm -hmm. um, for the vision that I saw uh, in the future. It's a, it's a, it's a really, uh, it's a gift that I'm really still unpacking, which mm. I, I love. You know, but I'm glad that I I am comfortable with knowing that that's my gift. And we talked about you wanted me to talk about how how I got to this point during this process. Um, I encounter anxiety for the first time ever, um, and and I never really knew what that looked like until this. And that was COVID induced. COVID induced. <laughs> you hear me? And um, when it happened, uh, thankfully. Um, I have always been a person who self-reflects and I, mm -hmm. I, I, I was trying to make, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out really quick what was going on with me. And uh, I had to turn everything off. Like, like the kid was saying, we turned everything off and um, I'm going to say this, what has been one vital piece and I'm going to stop talking is uh, I maintained my worship and praise and prayer, um, mm -hmm. even though I couldn't go out. Um, I created um, a a place of meditation and self reflection, and I a barrier in my household, um, and I mean a barrier that is respected. That is yeah. respected, yeah, mm -hmm. and it allows it allowed me to tap into some things, man, that uh, has been beautiful to see. That's that's fabulous, and to make it interesting for me is that like. My two New Year's resolutions were reflection and uh, execution. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to use this year to reflect and then execute on what I what I said I was going to do. Because mm -hmm. I started when I found out my gift. My gift is uh, reverse engineering. Like I I can take a goal and I can uh, reverse engineer it uh, and see the milestones, and then I can help people position themselves for the ultimate success that they want. And I, mm -hmm. I, I figured out I had a formula for success and, and lo and behold to me, like my, my formula is called work hard, right? It's W R K H R D. Now, mind you, I, I graduated uh, uh, with my master's degree in, um, 09, right? And I had wanted to commemorate my time at, at the school that I was at. And I was like, I want to get personalized plates as I, I was thumbing through the alumni magazine they had where you could get personalized plates. I was like, I'm going to get personalized plates. I never bought a car in my life that I had a car note or anything like that, anything that I actually wanted. So I was like, when I, when I buy my first car, like, I'm going to get these personalized plates. <laughs> I get the personalized plates and I put on there work hard, W-R-K-H-R-D. I had them for two years at least before I, I was like, hmm, I like acronyms. And when I started my process of becoming um, that that guy that I needed when I was 18 years old, which I realized now that 
that's who I, I needed to become. But uh, work hard was on my license plate for two, almost three years before I was like, hmm, this could be an acronym. This this represents me. This um, this is what I want to put out into the world. This is what I want the world to know is that it's not I work hard. It's work hard to get what you want. And we have to we have to do that. And so when I started putting these acronyms together, these words to it, after like years of study, like I'm talking about books, uh, motivational videos, uh, conferences, all of these different things, I, I started seeing some 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 things that repeated, some words that repeated throughout everything. And it was willing. <clears throat> the acronym I came up with was it willing to reuse knowledge, habits, and resources diligently. And mm. you take out the O and the A because you don't want any assumptions and um, um, opinions and assumptions. Because mm. when you're creating that blueprint, you need to have clarity. We can't, we can't be dabbling in, in uh, what we think it, it is because we all try to rest on our own laurels. And and mm-hmm. when we rest on our own laurels, it, and I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and she she was like, "What are laurels?" And I was like, "You you rest on our own strengths, like, and we can be even stronger when we stand on the shoulders of others, or mm-hmm. in His presence, or whatever you believe in. You know, if we uh can can use that, I don't rest on my own laurels, so I don't I try to take away those opinions and assumptions, and coming back full circle is that like my gift came from something that I already had <laughs> and mm-hmm. I didn't even know it. And mm-hmm. I had to unpack mm-hmm. it. Like you said, I'm, I'm just now unpacking it and um, I've unpacked mine and now I have like reverse engineering down to a science. Like now I know that I want to be known in the world for reverse engineering success and this is how you do it the, because ultimately we, we need a plan you said you sat down and planned out your like your lives your kids lives during this time of uh, covid and <laughs> but a lot of us especially as african americans and people of color we don't sit there and plan anything and mm-hmm. and if you fail to plan we plan to fail and it's it's just amazing to me that we we um don't do that and it's such a integral integral part of being successful and success is in the eye of the beholder and success at a micro level is happiness if we look at it as simply as it's well it's happiness and it's subjective to each person and that that was my gift like i'm i'm going to give that back to whoever is able to listen <laughs> or uh, is open to that because that's my gift and and it's taken me a while to unpack it and realize how i can use it to my benefit to achieve my ultimate goal which is to fund and run a life prep program for disadvantaged student athletes and yeah i, I mean I I mean I just wanted to say that because like that hit me because I understand where you at <laughs> like you at the you at the initial <laughs> stages and uh trust me it it is worth it to go through it in depth with a fine tooth comb um and um don't put it out before you ready you know 
unless you have stuff that you can put out like if if you can do it and and it's beneficial like i've been trying to you know work it into my my gift into other things and it just don't work right and i'm just like all right i'll just give my time and and when my time comes i'll be ready because i'm learning and executing on the ideas that i have Mm-hmm. Sorry for that yeah. for that long rant. But. No, 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 man, no. Listen, bro. I, I, we sitting here taking notes, man. I don't know if we can talk about what we just what you just discussed. Yeah, we can. We just taking notes, man. Yeah, no, man. So, uh, but, but you wanna? Oh, go ahead. You, you, you got the I notes. Got <laughs> <laughs> he got the notes. <laughs> but yeah, no. Just your um the license tag thing, man. The work hard and removing uh. The, uh, the A, which stands for assumptions. Um, the O and, and the A, and opinions and assumptions. The O and op- opinions and assumptions. And and in line with what work hard is, you have to work hard towards a target. And, and you can't have a target if you have assumptions. And and, and you, you can have opinions. I, I think opinions in terms of, you know, having a, a good uh, mentor group right mm-hmm. or a good source to tap into you. that you know what i mean that you trust in terms of those type of opinions but i definitely understand in the context of how you're using mm-hmm. it right but you it's what we it's it's what we've done we've all done this and and in, in our pursuit of success mm-hmm. which is work hard towards a whole bunch of stuff and not really execute <laughs> a whole bunch right. of stuff you know and when you remove those assumptions and those quote unquote opinions that get in your way of what you're grinding towards, oh man, it's that concept of, of failing fast, right? Because mm-hmm. because at that point, at that point, you you going you you going full steam ahead. And All you doing is making adjustments. Real... All you doing is man, making adjustments. That's, that's, Just like us, any sports team, any any sport or organization, like you create that plan and you start executing. But like, if you do your research and do do it right, like you already know that, like, if I do this consistently, diligently over time, that it's it's going to come into fruition. And all and 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 that's what I want people to get to is that they like do the research beforehand so that when you're in the work, you can be really immersed in the work and you don't have to go back to your plan. And yeah. that transition of, of because if you read the book Mastery by by Robert Greene, um, he goes through this this same process. You have to go through an apprentice stage. Like you got to go through the knowledge gathering. You got to go through the apprentice stage, and then um, you you become the master because you innovate it specifically specifically to what you can contribute to society yeah and i think another part of that too a kind of a concept that we've been uh digesting during this period is like working you know definitely working hard but working smarter it's both it's Um, both (laughs) yeah working smarter and working hard so you know like we we've been kind of dissecting the whole that whole like Mm -hmm. You know, respecting the whole, the grind and the hustle, but learning like some things don't have to be a grind and some things don't have to be a hustle. 
and um yeah, and just moving a little bit more efficiently mm-hmm. but still being productive. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing about that. You uh you know, you the I read a book called The Power of One. Uh and by the way, Michael, um The 50th Law is a book that I've been reading for years now. So, you know, we we have a uh, a similarity there. Uh-huh. But this book called The Power of One and it really opened my eyes up to really realizing how the human brain works and this whole concept of multitasking and when it really started to to unfold itself into like our world. The concept of multitasking didn't really happen until we created a computer mm. because the reality is the brain isn't made to focus on multiple things. You know, so that book was about the power of one and being able to channel your energy and focusing on a few things at a time. So I say all I had to say, you know, that that work hard versus work, you know, versus working smart. You have to be able to 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 make sure that you know to focus in on that one that one goal, which is why a lot of people who talk about success, they talk about hitting measurable goals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's because you find out in your journey that if you got all these goals, you know what I mean, and they're very lofty, you're going to find yourself spinning your wheels because as a perfectionist, as a person who's pursuing, you know, greatness, you're going to be sitting back and, and, and trying to figure out why you haven't executed all of these things. So that's where I think we, when we talk about working smarter um, versus working harder comes in, it's just making sure that you... uh you're not overloading your plate right. and not executing. And 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 I I think they're synonymous. They go together. I, I, mm-hmm. I there's just like that 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 gentleman in the House of Cards. Like he would probably say, "Work work smarter, not harder." Right. That's the versus thing. But from our community, y'all there? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. from yeah. from my perspective and, and our community, we got to do both. Because we gotta yeah. do we gotta do the regular job and then work on ourselves on the on the outside. So and then we gotta make it combined. So it, I gotta work harder and smarter and understand the 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 nuances of corporate America or whatever I'm in. So I mean, not to get too deep into my philosophy, like that's just the acronym, but um I think we all play in in seven different arenas of personal, professional, health, fitness, family, relationships, finance, like uh, which when you say like uh, focus on just one. But I think we should have we should be like what I do. I'm not. I'm not going to tell the other people. Oh no! Speak on it, brother. Speak on it, because you 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 are you are a natural coach, right? So that's you can we can all learn from each uh-huh. other. Absolutely. So, what I do is like when I'm and and this is this is this goes back to when I was in in undergrad and and grad school. Like when I was in the arena that I was present in, I was a hundred percent because. I knew my goal and and that's where the reverse engineering came in because I was so busy day, night, uh, middle of the day, middle of the night, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, that I had to understand each goal when I was in that arena. 
So when I'm at in class, I had to be 100% in class. When I was on the court, I had to be 100% on the court. So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, just mm-hmm. to, to go mm-hmm. more in depth with uh, how I yeah. structure things for the people, the clients that I work with and, and just the people I talk to in general, I, I talk about work hard, but it it is a philosophy that incorporates working smarter. Like we develop it like it's knowledge, habits and resources. We develop the habits of successful people based off of the knowledge that we gather and we utilize the resources that yeah. we have to. And then we use that diligently because that that creates a clear um, uh, path for us because we don't have those opinions and assumptions. We go on based off of what has been what what we know about ourselves was knowledge of self knowledge of others who've done it before us because there's not too many people that are too many things that's been done before (laughs) that haven't been done before and then knowledge of the requirements of what we want and then based off of that we we can create habits that we we understand that success doesn't happen overnight like it's a it's a process Mm -hmm. So when we get to that point, it's like, all right, I need to do something that that is going to set me up for the long term. And that that's what I get into is that like it's still we it's synonymous working harder and working smarter is synonymous. I just use it in, in this context because like I say work hard because for lack of better words, the white people going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And they don't understand that. <laughs> that like uh, I'm working smarter than like, cause we, we need to know the nuances. <laughs> we need to know all these nuances. And I was, I was in a place where like, I didn't know the nuances and they was telling me the new, they wasn't even telling me the nuances. They was telling me the, the, the way that they were doing it. And the way that I should do it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to mm-hmm. come up with a formula to take their information and use it the way that I needed because I walked in the world differently. That's the part where where you, you work hard at because I, that's the part. I and we, See, I guess for me, it's not really so much the physical grind, right? It's, I think what you're talking about is the working harder to figure out the antidote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's exactly what I agree with for sure. Man, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's like I, a lot of me is like uh, a play on words <laughs> all, all the time. So the second part of my, my philosophy is um, I won't lose. You won't lose. We won't lose. And that's just a, um, a mindset that I, I took from my watching Michael Jordan over the years um, he was playing. It was uh, we're playing a game of winning and losing. There's no real gray area. Either what I'm what I'm what I'm doing right now is contributing to me winning later on, or it's causing me to lose right now. And um, understanding that fact and and keeping it as simple as that. Either what I'm doing is is causing me to win, or what am I what I'm doing is causing me to lose. If we keep it that simple, we can steer ourselves on the right track, even if we don't know what what we're doing. Right. And just that that I won't lose mentality is even in loss, we never really lose or we never really fail unless we quit. So I'm not saying that I'm going to win every time, 
but I'm definitely telling you, I'm not going to quit and I'm going to learn from every single mistake and every single uh, uh, experience that I have. And ultimately, if I, I do that within myself and a part of that, that 50th law, he said that um, Malcolm X, Max talked about um, uh, 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 African-Americans being more independent in our thinking. So it, I need to be independent in my thinking of where I'm going for success because ultimately we're tacit learners, which I heard from uh, David Banner, is that we when we see the success, we can we can actually touch it and we'll, we, we can achieve it. But if we don't see it, mm -hmm. and if I'm not heading in that direction, those people that are around me are not going to benefit and they're not going to be successful. So we continue that cycle. But if I go... Uh, singularly focus on my own success in those seven uh arenas like i am definitely going to be a uh, influencer and i don't have to say a thing and and that's where that dependent to independent thinking comes into play i think we all need to focus on that success which that that means spiritual whatever that means for you success is in the eye of the beholder and I, I feel like I took it over this podcast, but <laughs> the episode, but but that that's just how I feel, and I'm like, we all need to get to that point where we're going after something that we want, and that's going to make us happy. And if we go after that thing that we want, it's going to help other people eventually. And if if you you're selfish, it's not going to work. But if if you are in the right like. If you're going towards something that you know is right and it's ultimately going to help others just by you going after that. I need you to go after it though. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Bro. No, yeah, I was I was talking about that earlier today with um Ali, the the concept of like, you know, that like a shift is happening, a shift is going to happen, and they're going to there are some people, there are some of us who are prepared and there's some of us who are not prepared but for those of us who are prepared it's important for us to put ourselves in the position to where when things do shift and when things do um change um for our community that we're able to reach back and pull up mm -hmm. those who just weren't able to get themselves prepared so um it's definitely you know the same kind of the mm -hmm. same thing mm -hmm. I mean, it, <laughs> and, and y'all doing it like and, and it's because I, I work in a, a high school right now. And um, the, the, this past year was my first year. And I asked the students just right after uh, right after winter break, I was like, because it was on my mind. I'm like, who do y'all listen to or go to for information outside of your your immediate family and friends? You know, mm. and they were like, you. And I was like, you only know me for eight months, like seven months. Mm. Yeah. And and I was and I was like, that's a powerful statement because like they're looking to me for that valuable information and and I take it as a challenge. And um there's a lot more people that are not successful than there is successful. And that's why I gear my like my my talking to is that like 
I'm not necessarily talking to the people that are already doing it. Like, if you're already on your way and you got a plan, you got to, like, I'm not talking to y'all. But there's a whole, like, there's an abundance out there. You know it. I know it. (laughs) There's an abundance. Like, we we wouldn't have uh, uh, Walgreens, CVS, and Target right there on the same corner if it wasn't an abundance out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, but I, I I think what's important is what you're doing, right? It's trying to grab and align different resources to figure out that antidote. Because that's what we're really talking about, mm-hmm. you know, because we are, I think, I think it's well known um, to, to the people who are supposed to know what's supposed to be done, mm-hmm. right? we're at the stage now where it's all about how and executing the how hmm. you know and uh, and that's that's very important as we as leaders of our own community and we talk we start we we talking about planning and with that vision that like i think we really need to really take our time to make sure we can answer the how and when, and when we can confidently answer the how we have, without a shadow of a doubt, a plan going forward because when it's time, and it will become a time mm-hmm. when, you know, um, we will be called upon to, for um, solutions. Yeah, to lead our communities, mm-hmm. right? But not only lead our community, we, we, we're being called upon that now, but solutions that will that will turn into immediate value for that person in our community. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's where we have to really make sure that the plan is is being communicated, articulated, uh, redefined, supported. and supported, and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. So uh, talk to us about like financial success, like financial independence, like that. That's one of your main goals that you that we read in your bio. What does that look like for your family? So we can give people, the listeners, like the, those nuggets of information that they may not, not may need to connect the dots, and and that's all of what I'm about is connecting those dots for people that oh I can do this one thing and that'll that'll position me for the next. Yeah, I think um, I think for me the first thing that comes to mind is when you know better, you do better, and. The, ho- the household that I grew up in, you know, my parents weren't necessarily um, the best with their money. Like, we definitely survived and we definitely did great. But um, as far as setting up um, generational wealth, when it was always like, we know, Nikia, you're going to college, you're going to college. But when it came down to it, there was no real plan mm-hmm. or how to. So, you know, as an adult now, um, it's the concept of when you know better, you do better. Um, so just trying to really just tap into the resources and doing the research. I, I know that like me, when I started working, one of the things that I neglected to do and nobody really was in my ear telling me to do, um, initially was like to put in, put in my retirement. Uh-huh. Right. Initially, like I was slow to do that. Cause I, you know, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have an example before, before that. Um, so, you know, something very, like you said, something super small but like once you do it and you set it up and it becomes like you already have it set up and it's out of your mind it can it will bring you great benefit in the future um so that's just that's like one small thing that i would like 
as far as financial um, stability would suggest to anybody who was listening and going new into the workforce is to like pay yourself first, put into your retirement, um, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and then Ali's the money guy <laughs> over here in the house. So he, you know, he has all the investment and stock knowledge and all of that. And I, I just look at it, I green light it and, you know, but he does a lot of the research on that stuff. So if he want to give some insight on. Well, I, no, absolutely. I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, no, to, to the how my, my parents didn't know the how, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They, they, they had, they had the vision, but they didn't know the how. And so I was, um, like all of us, like most of us was, was stuck with trying to figure out the how very often as I was trying to figure out, you know, um, just really how to not to repeat the cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really position yourself. Back. That's really yeah. I didn't. I don't know if I've really had a goal in terms of financial goal. You know, a target. I didn't have a target until probably four or five years ago. You know, and uh, you know, if you would have asked me, no, I wouldn't have told you I wanted millions or X, Y, and Z. I just would have told you I didn't want to repeat the cycle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, when you ask the question, what is you know, what does that look like? And, um, you know, what are the things that we we are, you know, doing to to do that again? And I'm glad you asked the question in the context of what does it look like individually to us? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because we're all different. We all have a different sense of what peace and freedom feels like. And success. Uh-huh, right? So um, I'm not going to really you know, throw out a, a particular number because I don't want to throw anybody off per se, right? But you really have to figure out your 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 measure of peace and, and freedom and success because that's the that's the one thing that's going to keep you aligned to, you know, who you are and, and your purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know if I really answered the question. No, you fine. Like, no. that's, that's, that's exactly the conversation we need to have is that, like it's real like we don't have nobody has the clear cut answer but what we do have is some examples some success that leaves clues and uh y'all mentioned it just a few few seconds ago is that like you got to do the research and we mm-hmm. don't know what we don't know and if mm-hmm. if we don't know where to get the re- like because there's examples all over the place we got a we got a free tool and the the library. The library is free. Yeah. You can have a card. The best thing that happened to me is that I got a library card. And the second best thing that happened to me after I got the library card is they told me that they had an online platform where I could get books and straight to my phone for free, audiobooks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was like and this is when I when I was done just being average it was like i need to read the books these people are telling me on these videos like i need to start delving into all of that stuff and one book led to another it's like i i call it um breadcrumbs like the hansel and gretel effect once you find uh, once that 
I think I'm gonna push books right, <laughs> right here. Is that like once you find that one <laughs> that book, that book is going to tell you about another book. Read that book too. You know, next after you finish yeah. that first one, that book is gonna lead you to some insight to another book, and and if you just continue that process, you will be so much further. What did Les Brown say? He said, um, if you read a book. A, a a a month for the next five to six years, you'll be a um an expert in that that field, and mm. and uh, like I took that to heart, and so I was like, how do I how do I read faster? <laughs> so I started studying how to read faster, and then oh wow, uh, I was I had quit my job at the university so I could uh pivot, and I was doing Uber full time, so in between my rides, I was like. Um, I need to listen to audiobooks. Then I came across this uh, this article that was like, "Hey, when I was sitting in the uh, the airport, um, I, I sped up the the uh, speed on my audiobook, and I can get through audiobooks faster." And I was like, "How you do that?" And it listed how I did it or how you were supposed to do it, and you <laughs> tweak the time up a notch every so often after you get used to it, and then you training your mind to to listen at a i'm at a 2.5 uh speed <laughs> on my audiobooks mm. with comprehension mm. like i can i can mm. remember yeah. what they say uh anything mm. past that like i can't it's just but that's where my limit you'll find the limit of where you comprehend it and you can still do things as you do it but just to go to the fact that like we we have to bring it together and you talk about the how there's no right or wrong answer because <laughs> it, it's specific to to the circumstances that you're in and and that's why I, I deal with the most is how because i took a group of uh, male students minority students to a man of color conference and they was like we'll give you all this information go use it and i was like how do they use it like <laughs> you, you're not teaching them how to use this information out uh, outside of just taking it in and mm. that really bothered me and i'm like we gotta understand how like how can we put this together to make it work for us and that's where my philosophy comes in and uh, the uh, just the way you put it together you kind of see hmm I, I i can maybe do this this and you'll see where you're at in in your your journey and you can see where where the opportunities lie. That's what a plan is really for, is seeing where those opportunities lie. You can take advantage of it. And uh, <laughs> that how yeah, is no, very no. important. Yeah, and so to, I, want, I, I don't want to um, not mention um, these people and, or these things that, that have helped me because I do want to make sure I, I answer the question, right? So when I think about what has allowed us to be financially successful throughout our journey is, is that simply, and, and Nikia probably can contest to this, I was really obsessed with not repeating that cycle. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. Yeah. When I tell you I was obsessed, probably daily, I would, I would be up in our computer room or whatever room we had at the time, might have been that one bedroom apartment with the loft upstairs. Right. I would I would be up probably till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. daily staring at spreadsheets. Crunching the numbers. Crunching numbers. 
to make sure we stayed in a line with whatever it is that we wow. were shooting for. Yeah, man. Uh, so that was definitely, I wanted to make sure I, I, I said that because it's it's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not one of those things that you just turn on. And I think this leads to my second point, which is you really got to ask yourself, are you really built to, to, to build your financial structure the way that you want to? And if you're not, if you're not, that's fine. That's why they make yeah. financial advisors. Yeah. That's why they, you, that's why you have a core group of people that you should rely on to help you make financial decisions. And that's my second part of, of how, how we've got it, which is I have uh, a group, two groups that I, I confide in um, daily um, in terms of finances, really. And I mean, we, we have motivation Mondays, making money Mondays, uh-huh. you know, being patient Wednesdays, stock, you know, mm-hmm. sat, whatever it is, right? And um, those guys, those guys, and as well as uh, a group of Lion Brothers, and really, it's funny, because now that I really think about it, um, the, the first group, which is called the Net Worth Warriors, that's what we call ourselves, Net Worth Warriors. And uh, it, it consists of um, Beta Epsilon Brothers who, who, who are coming from C-suite positions in Amazon, we have another gentleman who is uh, the first African-American um, to create a financial platform, you know, on Wall Street. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We have I, that's what that's what I have access to every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that's that's a multimillionaire real estate investment uh, developer, uh, a Lenovo guy. You know, I mean, it's just it's incredible to really when you sit back and think about it's not me it's the things that i've tapped into and the resource that allowed us to do that and and to bring it whole circle those relationships were built in college Mm -hmm. you know those relationships (laughs) you know again like those relationships that we built in (laughs) in college are the people today that are that we're pouring into them and they're pouring into us and building that community within our black community just to keep the the flow of information going mm-hmm. the knowledge going the support the love going um that i think that that is is key and monumental to anybody's personal growth and if you know financial stability is one of them if you have somebody in your circle who is just killing it you know <laughs> Yeah, has the resources and the knowledge, you know, tap into them. You know, we historically have this whole thing where we don't like to talk about money and credit scores mm-hmm. and we don't share salaries and things like that. But when you don't, it almost connects to that when you say like knowing your worth, yeah. you know, knowing your worth and being able to compare like, well, you know, well, what do I need to do and how do I get to do that in order to, you know, eat like you mm-hmm. eat. I want to eat too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and, and remember I mentioned resting on my own laurels like that's that's what I'm talking about what y'all just said you're not resting on your own laurels like you're not resting on the, your own opinions and assumptions like you yeah. you're tapping into something that it that has been done before so I can look at that and be like all right that's a clue that's a clue I'm gonna use this because this look looks like um and I'm I'm real strate- strategic, and this is just how my mind thinks of things. And um, like I'm at this place, so I can do this because it's close to what they were talking about. 
and it's not it doesn't have to be exact but this is kind of on the lines of this is the opportunity that I had these are the decisions that I can make because we always got two decisions to make either one's gonna gonna set us on 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 the path to victory or one's gonna set us to the path of losing or failure or whatever but you don't fail unless you quit but you're gonna learn the lesson if you if you really want to but it just (laughs) you know you're not resting on your own laurels you're not you're not you 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 going off of sound advice and yeah. to the point earlier he was talking about opinions i i i i say opinions because they're not uh fact you know backed up by factual information and uh, conclusions like i i had you know i had this conversation with one of my my best homeboys like judgments like those those aren't fact based are you know like that that's an outside looking in but if you come to a conclusion based off of a plus b plus c then hey i there's nothing i can say about that but if if i'm going off the opinion of my mother that um doesn't have financial uh success or whatever and says that um having money ain't everything but you ain't never had it like <laughs> what <laughs> that's an opinion that i'm like hey. yeah but you know what that's a lesson too yeah, right yeah yeah you know what i mean that's a lesson okay <laughs> you know what i'm gonna take that and and you use that to to figure out like you, you said that i think you've been really saying it which is you know how you've gotten to where you got it which is gathering all sorts of information and using it to guide your own steps and then i think too i think what another thing that we've learned over the years is like there is no right or wrong answer Mm -hmm. like there is no manual there is no perfect situation like everybody is doing what is best for them and what makes sense to them and what fits into their lifestyle and and historical lifestyle so Mm -hmm. um i think that's important too there's a blueprint well, there's a blueprint, but there's no, there's, there's many. It's called work hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a plug, plug because plug. like I, I got the book coming out. Like it, it, I, I got it down to a science. Like everything we talked about, but I mean, it's it's mal the the formula is malleable to each person's circumstance. That's what makes it so powerful that like I can just listen to a person and be like, hey, have you thought of this? Well, it just it just causes us to ask questions, inquisitive questions, and be critical thinkers in right. terms of success because we don't think critically. We let we let uh society and status quos and and uh gender norms and these different things cloud our judgment and and cloud that 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 vision of where we need to go and how we need to uh, proceed in this life. And it, it, it takes away all of that cloudiness and you can just see, Hey, there's no opinions or assumptions here. This is, this is tried and true. I got, I got my own like circle of, of people that, um, that I listen to on a regular basis, just as far because I don't have that group. So I, we have those at our fingertips. The uh, I do have that. I can't find it, but um, 
there's people out there that are giving out this information for free that are online. I got books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so if if I'm a person that doesn't have anything, I can search on YouTube how to whatever and or just Google something. And that's that's why we're in such a powerful time for us as African-Americans and people of color that we got this information now. They can't hold it from us, but we have to be seeking it. Yeah, but it's it's also dangerous information, right? Because that's the part where you talked about which clouds our vision. There's so much smoke Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that comes in the form of or disguised as information. And uh, I think the challenge is a part of that and trying to figure out the how is is figuring out what's true. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 yeah, I mean, that's when you got to do your research. I mean, I can tell you something that may not be backed by real stuff. You go try it and now you you messed up. You know what I mean? But if you get your advice from multiple sources and they all line up, if you get it from three sources and or you know three um three books that you made the connection from, like that might be a a, a nugget of information because <laughs> that might be a, 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 some valuable it's information. Yeah. It's consistent. consistent. Yes, that's what you're looking for. That's that's where the opinions and assumptions they not consistent because they change with emotions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we we don't even need to deal with emotions. Like just like it, it, I, I I can't I can't do emotions. <laughs> yeah, no, because you got to protect your peace and your energy and the, you mm-hmm. know. That's that's another podcast, man. Because you, you, you definitely want to you definitely want to deal with emotions. That's how I've kind of been able to because that's a part of your mental state. Anyway, man, we we, we that's a whole yeah yeah difference. yeah. Because I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. I just uh, the way I phrase things, maybe it's general. I know. I did, it, I, I know it, it be general. So I just like I don't deal yeah. with emotions. In certain aspects, <laughs> my own emotions I deal with. Other people's coming yeah. in, I can't. I, I'm <laughs> like, I can't hold your emotions and my emotions at the same time. <laughs> and you know, but uh, so the book that's coming out. Are y'all both co-authors of it? Yes. And and what are y'all yes. talking about? Are y'all talking about financial and 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 what led you up to and those connections that you made in college. You know, you just gonna have to get the book. You just gonna and, have to and find out. <laughs> no, man, it's 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 uh it's it's really um an opportunity for us that came across during this time, um, in which we were really struggling with trying to figure out how to get really our story out, really like who we are. You know what I mean? And and we felt like God had, God gave us a story to share. And we always share it with our immediate friends and and community. Um, But we all, we, we, there was some type of, I I, I felt like pressure, you know, that I felt like I was feeling to want to, 
to want to at least tell my story in terms of or leave a legacy. And the way the way that the way that it's being done, the way that it's always being done is, is through a book. Mm-hmm. So it just came at the right time, man, where we 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 can we have an opportunity to kind of like really speak about, you know, briefly um our journey, which I don't know, man, might turn into something else. Who knows? Definitely. And it's coming out in late September. Y'all better go pick yeah. up that book. Um, I got uh, some students that that are going to HBCUs and thinking about going to HBCUs. So I'm gonna be all over them this year. Like, hey, this this book. Listen to the podcast. These some people that you need to align yourself with, either um, mentally. Like, you can you tap into people's mindsets just by reading the information. And I'm fortunate enough mm-hmm. that I'm in a school where the students are attentive and they, they will listen in that aspect as far as their next steps and things like that. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all doing that. And I appreciate just being a part of the process. Like I I did not have a faintest idea that I was going to be a part of this uh, the HBCU uh, experience movement at all. Like I just started the podcast. Mm, look at that. You know, <laughs> if you if you look at the podcast, I'll give you a, a a link, and you can see where like the first season I'm just talking myself. The second season I was like, let me tap into some people that I know, and then this third season is is all HBCU um, experience movement uh, interviews, and and it's been a, a a truly valuable experience to and and just to. Uh, like as far as my confidence that that just that first part that uh, that we that conversation that we had at the beginning of this podcast was was valuable for me <laughs> i hope it was valuable for the listeners <laughs> but like that gave me confidence cuz i know like i've been thinking about this stuff all the time like for the past 6 years i've been in this process of needing to get this 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 work hard my work hard movement and this philosophy out in a way mm-hmm. that helps other people like i like i i don't like being so niche specific that i don't reach the people that i'm right in front of you see what i'm saying right. so i i definitely appreciate you all so uh i think we hit on what is uh what success means to y'all uh did we hit on that um did yeah, you I mean, kinda... I think to me, uh, what success means to me is for me and my household mm-hmm. um, is when we are and get to the get to the um, position where we have created generational wealth for years to come, um, that our children are put in the position to where they can succeed and they can perform and compete in the world um, mentally and financially mm-hmm. um, and, spirit- and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So for me, when my family gets k- k- achieved, when I can get my family to that point, I can sit back and, and say, um, I have succeeded. We have succeeded. We are happy. We are healthy. We are wise. Um, and yeah, that's that's what it what it means to me. And um, I won't I won't repeat that because I share those same exact um, 
values and beliefs. Uh, what I will say, and you know, kind of wrap it up for for me in terms of success. Um, and I, and I'll say this because I I thought about this on my walk, um, which was it, it's a conscious African American that consistently uses that consciousness for the seemingly impossible journey towards freedom, and that freedom looks is mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. Mm-hmm. And and that's really, really what, what to me, in terms of our community, that other part of success, mm-hmm. which is we can't have success, individual success without knowing that we owe um, everything that we have to the community around us. And um, success, to me, looks like when our community, our African-American community, or our, our, our community in general, mm-hmm. really, people who, who are now conscious mm-hmm. remain conscious, Yep. right, towards that journey of, of freedom, of equity, of equality. And um, yeah, man, when we, when, and, I, and I say seemingly impossible because here's what I, I, I think. Right? It's, it's, it's a journey. I don't think it ever ends. And so... As long as we are consistently pursuing that, um, I think we're we're successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't even know what to do next. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> so like that's powerful. Like yeah. just that testimony because success looks. I mean, it could take all shapes and, and forms. And it, yes, it, you are one. You two are one. So y'all do have similar, but each individual still has that own added experience that this is what success means to me. And and when y'all bring that together, that's why I said the power couple. That's a power couple <laughs> right there. Like y'all bringing the, those those two forces when our forces collide, <laughs> combine yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know that that's yeah. powerful. We just- um, yeah, and we we want to thank you, man, for giving us um, a voice during this time to really articulate uh, in real time what's really uh, happening and has happened to us. Uh, we appreciate the invitation to be on such a powerful podcast, and we hope um, that this particular podcast episode uh, can help project and traject and. And it's a blessing and, to absolutely. somebody. Uh, so thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much. Uh, so final words of wisdom for somebody in their success journey. Each of you, Miss uh, Nakia, go ahead. Um, hmm. I don't think I was prepared for that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... and... You can go ahead. You you, you go cake for me. Tag me. me. So so um, all right. So here I I got a I got three things right. Um, be true to who you are, right? Um, be which for me means um, be obedient to God's purpose for you. Um, and and that's a that's a loaded that's a loaded uh phrase. Uh, I think you have to really be obsessed and diligent with trying to figure that out. Um, attack your fears sooner than later. Um, I'm really big on failing fast um, and um, be self-reflective. Uh, mm. I think when you when you are self when you are consistently and that word again, uh, consistently self-reflected, 
self-reflective. Uh, it allows you to think about who you are and what type of legacy you want to leave. And I think that alone would have forced you to just do the right thing. Yeah, I think I was sitting here uh, thinking and what kept popping into my mind, which is, I guess, from my recent growth is just be be kind to yourself mm. and um, give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, no, nobody is perfect and, and there's a lot of pressures in this world to be this and to be that and whatever social media adds to that is a whole nother you know thing but um definitely to be kind to yourself and to have grace and you know and to keep pushing keep pushing yes which is i'm gonna leave it here be patient Mm. (laughs) oh yeah patience patience is key and if you don't learn that fast you'll be taught (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's that's one of those things that, yeah, the, one of those silent killers, like, uh, and it when when you try to speed it up, life gonna tell you to to slow down, and do it the right way, and when you go mm-hmm. go against that force, it's a powerful force, and and you ain't gonna win. <laughs> no, no, you get knocked right on your butt. <laughs> You'll get back up though. So all of my listeners with a lesson learned. Get the book when it comes out late September. I'll get the date for y'all. But um it this has been a great conversation. Uh the, the power couple is in the building and I, I wanna be like y'all when I when I grow up. I grow younger. Oh, yeah. oh, you you got your own lane, brother, and your force, and I appreciate it, man. We yeah. just all connected. And making this thing happen. Yeah, we'll stay connected too, for real, for real. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Success is My Religion podcast. Go ahead and hit that five stars and leave me a review. And be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at Work Hard Movement.